I'm sorry. I had to play it. <laughs> I know. So can I play my thing? No, because yes. I've got no, 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 no. Seriously, I have something I have to do right now. Don't, don't, okay. Don't. What is it? First off, I have to do. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but Shelly used to be a traffic reporter, and uh-huh. we're going to have Shelly do her traffic report. Okay. I'm going to ask, and what's going to be good about it is, I when I was a traffic reporter, I would love it when the DJs would ask me about traffic, so I'm going to do that with Shelly. I'll say, okay, Shelly, eastbound 364 coming out of St. Charles. How is it? Ew. Uh, eastbound 70 coming out of, like, Lake St. Louis area. Ew. How about eastbound 40 coming across the Daniel Boone Bridge? Ew. How about uh, eastbound 370 coming out of, like, Frenchtown into, like, St. Louis County there? Ew. 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 Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am your traffic bunny. Okay, now. Shelly Barr. Before you go any further, okay? Yes. I have to make a phone call, okay? Okay. And I doubt if this person is going to answer. Um, They must be related to you. They are not related to me. Matter of fact, I only know this guy's first name, and hopefully he will be able to explain how I met him yesterday, Okay. I've got his phone going. Let's go right here. Let's try it and see what happens. Okay, you ready? Okay. We, we'll see what happens. One ringy dingy. Here you go. Nobody knows what that means anymore. Two ringy dingies. Yes. Three ringy dingies. I don't think he's going to answer. Well, it is 7 o'clock in the morning, Brad. Yeah, well, I think this guy's probably been up a couple hours. I don't think he's going to answer. Give a couple more rings here. See if it goes to voicemail. Please leave your message for three, one, four. Oh, well, I want to put that phone. I'm going to. I'm not going to put that phone number on the air. Okay. Yesterday, I'm driving along Highway 40. I can't hear you. I said yesterday, I'm driving along Highway 40. You can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I'm driving along Highway 40. You were and talking into your Nord. No, I was not. I don't have a Nord. I was driving <laughs> along Highway 40, and I was getting off at an exit ramp. And unfortunately, the problem that you're going to run into today, a lot of people are going to run into this today, where the highways and the roads and everything have been cleared. But if you try to turn into a parking lot or an exit ramp, the, the snow plows just keep going straight, and they form like this bank of snow going into like parking lots and driveways and exit ramps. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I try to get off in this exit ramp, and I get stuck, and I get stuck good. This is about 9.30 in the morning, about an hour and a half after I got off the air yesterday morning, okay? So I realize that there ain't no way I'm getting out of this because the worst-case scenario is when I went up in the snowbank, the wheels of my car are sort of in the air. I mean, not literally, but, you know, in other words, the snow's underneath my car, and it's lifted my car up. And I'm not driving a car. I'm driving an SUV. So I'm stuck on a snowbank because my tires are no longer making traction. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just here for the day. Matter of fact, I may be here for a day or two. I may never leave here. So so, <laughs> one, so I think you called me at that point in time, right? Yes, and I did. I, and you said, what are you doing? I go, I'm stuck on Highway 40. So Shelly, being the nice person, is, she, of course she had to do this on Facebook. She had to go put on her snow gear, and she's taking pictures of herself. Hey, I'm putting on my snow gear because I'm going to go rescue Brad. And, I didn't say that. And she, and, and she, I didn't even say and, what it was for. And she's putting on, like, she's putting on her... I had full Carhartt garb. She's putting on her snowbird makeup, and she's, you know, and she's, now I'm putting on my makeup because I'm going to, re, you know, go, go save Brad. And by that time, it was 1130, and then there's another 1230 post. I'm, I'm putting on my special snow boots because... 
says, I'm going to go rescue Brad. And then at 1.30, there's another post and Shelly, I'm, I'm getting into my husband's truck and I'm going to go rescue Brad. And that was at 2.30. Am I right so far? <laughs> well, not completely, but go on. I'll let you finish. So, so. Because you're full of. So mm. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, I got a half tank of gas. I got two little Debbies. I got a bottle of Mountain Dew. I'm good for the day. So I'm just sitting there and like, I just given up. Like, because I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to walk anywhere because nobody's going to help me. You know, what am I going to do? I'm on Highway 40. You know, I'm in rich people's, you know, territory. I mean, the, the, they're going to take one look at me and go, ooh, are you from St. Charles? Yeah, oh, so get out of here. We don't want these people. We don't want you here, Rob. Get out of here. You came across the Green Bridge. <laughs> right, I told you right. not to do that. Get out of here. Get out of here. So I'm sitting there for like one hour, two hours, three hours. And I'm literally sitting there watching videos, catching up on all my favorite YouTube people, right? And all of a sudden, yes. there's a knock on the window. And I look up, and there's this guy. Harrison is his name. And he says, hey, man, are you stuck? I go, I am. He says, hey, he says, I'm going to get behind you, push you out. I go, really? <laughs> I go, what are you? He says, you don't owe me anything. I'm just going to push you out. I go, why are you doing this? Hey, my buddy and I have been doing this all day long. We're going to push you out. So I go, hey, I'm down with that. So he says, put your car in drive. And he says, I'm going to nose up to your, to your bumper, and I'm going to push out. Well, guess what? He couldn't. I was stuck that well. So he tried. And what's funny was he's driving a big old four-wheel drive. I think it was a Dodge, like 2500 2, or 3500, you know, three-quarter ton or one ton four-wheel drive. At one point in time, he pushed so hard, the rear of his truck slid off into the ditch. And I'm going, like, oh, my God, now he's stuck. Well, so what does he do? He backs up and he drives around me. He goes off the highway, down into the ditch, comes back up, is going the wrong way on Highway 40, does a U-turn behind me and tries it again. And same thing happens. He gets behind me and pushes. I don't budge, but maybe an inch. So then he goes, hey. Kind of like, sounds like you in real life. <laughs> I didn't budge an inch. So, so he comes around me and gets out. And he says, hey, man. He says, I'm going to pull in front of you. We're going to chain you out. I go, okay, fine. So him and his buddy. And, I, and once again, this guy's a young guy. I'd say I don't think he's any more than about 23, 23, 22, 23 years old. And a, a gentleman gets out of his car. He's driving. And a gentleman gets out of his truck out of the passenger seat who I would say is like my age. He's an old dude, okay? And I go, is that your dad? He goes, no, that's my business partner. We own a home remodeling company. I go, really? I go, you're on? Yeah. He says, he says, we're not helping people today. I go, that's cool. So he gets his shovel out. Him and his partner dig in the front of my car. And they dig and they dig and they dig and they dig. And then he gets the chain out and hooks it up underneath my car. And away we go. And he pulls me right out. And I said to him, I said, man, I don't owe you anything. He goes, no, it's on me. I go, you know what? And that's why I asked him. I said, "What do you do?" He says, "He says we want we do home remodeling." And you know, cause he's got all sorts of tools, and you know, he's got like one of those cool, you know, bed covers that's got like the rollout toolboxes. I mean, this guy's right. like well organized. He's got chains. He's got all sorts of stuff in the back of his truck. So I told him, I said, "Give me your phone number. I'm gonna send you some money." I said, "I said, you know, I PayPal you something." Nope, nope, no, nope, don't do that. Don't do that. I go, "Well, I gotta help you somehow." And I go, "You know what? I got these radio stations that I own." How about if I do some advertising for you? And he says, he sort of laughs, go, yeah, right. I go, no, I will. So when I get a hold of him. Are I'm, you going to do that? I'm going to call him today. I tried to get him call that him the air. That makes me so happy. And I'm going to, I, you know, apparently he's got some kind of a company, him and his partner, who look like my dad, you know, run this home remodeling company. I'm going to try to get, you know, I'm going to get the information from him, and I'm going to give him 
if he agrees to this, I'm going to give him a year's worth of advertising for free. So, you that know, that does not surprise me about you, Brad. And, but but once again, I'm th- and and you know, he was like, you know, like I'm thinking, you know, like why is he doing this? You know, because what's so sad about because that it's is it's called pay it forward but, and being a good human. But what's sad about that is what's sad about that is he's like that you're jaded and you still no, don't no, no, know no, why no, no, he no. did it. He's one in twenty five thousand. You know what I'm saying? He's that one guy that's out there, you know, and once again, he's not getting paid. He's not like a MoDOT dude whose his job is, and I'm nothing against the MoDOT dudes. Those guys work hard. And they that's, do work that's hard. a dangerous job out there on the highway. I mean, any of the yes, guys, the firefighters, the paramedics, you know that. Your daughter was that. I mean, you get out there on yes. the highway and there's cars whizzing by you at, you know, 80 miles an hour. Like the tractor trailers yesterday, they were passing me like 80 miles an hour. I'm going like, how do they do that? How do they drive on packed snow at and I'm telling you, I had one guy yesterday pass me. I was tooling along at 40. That guy had to be doing at least 70 on Highway 40. So you were going, doing your normal speed limit. <laughs> you should have dropped down to 20. No, no. <laughs> but anyway, Harrison, huh? I don't know your last name. I don't know your company name. I'll call you later today when you answer the phone. And I'm going to do what I can for you to help you and your partner out with your uh, with your your with your um, uh, remodeling business. Matter of fact, I know you're having some stuff done at your place. Maybe you might be able to use them to do something at your place, right? Yes. Okay. So that's my stupid little story. I love that stupid little story. So I can see you. I can actually see you sitting there for a couple days, little <laughs> ice crystals forming <laughs> off your beard and mustache. Well, uh-huh. and because it, you ran all your gas out. Now, what's interesting? The heater running. I'm listening to news this morning, another radio station, to get prepped for what we're doing. And what's one of the stories? Governor Parson has what? activated the National Guard to drive around and get people out of being stuck. He's he's activated. The, I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's a great idea. It is a great idea. He's activated the National Guard to patrol the interstates, not. Not to p- patrol, patrol, but not like to arrest people, not give speeding ticks or anything like that, but to help people who are stranded. You know, I mean, they got their big old monstrous Humvees and things like that. You know, they, they just, you know, they put the chain on you, bonk, you're out in 10 seconds, you know, whereas, you know, that kind of a thing. So supposedly they're going to be hitting the highways today. Now, the problem is typically when we have these kind of snows and go back in history, normally we have these terrible snows and like the next day it's 50 degrees and the snow all melts. That ain't going to happen this time because it's going to be cold all day today and tomorrow and the next day. Matter of fact, let me look it's at this. It's not supposed to be that cold on the weekend. Well, but still. Are we supposed to have another bank of snow? Don't say bank. I spent my life yesterday in a bank of snow. So don't say. I'm trying oh. to find. <laughs> that bank, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to find St. Louis. Where is it at? Memphis. It's 45 in Los Angeles. It's 8 in Denver. Where's St. Louis? I can't. There what, it is. the temperature? It's 12 degrees right now. It's supposed to hit a high of 30, which is still below freezing. Then tomorrow morning, it's going to be 2. You say it's going to be warm in the morning? It's going to be 2 tomorrow okay, morning. Okay, well, I was looking at an old thing. Oh, my gosh. High's only, wow. going, to be, high's only going to be 28 tomorrow. <laughs> Sunday, in the morning, it's going to be 16. <laughs> you know. Again. <laughs> what was that again? What was that? Ew. Not going to do it. Ew. Can I Ew. play my thing now? No. Why? You can't play because it's not airworthy. What? It's not it's not airworthy. Yes it is. 
You don't even know what it is. Hold on a minute. We're about 718. I'm, I'm writing all these things down, all the things I'm going to pull off that you've said today, which I'm going to make into drops. Go ahead. I want, I, can I play it now while you're uh, doing go that? Go ahead. What is it? Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. Exactly where this song came in is. I'm not going to tell you. You listened to me this morning. That's not it. What is that? What is that? Is that Brad Circa about 1982 or something like that? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that the cutest thing? Where did you find that? I, I, I have my ways. God, that's old. You know, all my, I know, but wasn't that adorable? All my old air checks were ruined by... You have another one that talks about lo- lo- mowing lawns. All my old air checks were ruined by Captain Mac. Not all of them. I have a CD of them. I, I'm like, you know, but you know what the funny thing of it is? I, I, I haven't told the story in a long time about how I had surgery, my throat surgery. I went to the Mayo Clinic and had throat surgery that changed my voice. And there are tapes of me with my old voice and I played them to people and people don't believe it's me. I had Is that your old voice? No, that's my new voice. That's your new voice. Yeah, that's my new voice. Yeah, if You have never heard your old voice. Um I would this would have been back in the 70s. Matter of fact, uh Well, that, that's you were just entering puberty then. Of course was, your voice was going to change. That was my No, 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 no. This was I changed my voice drastically when I had my surgery. When I went to the Mayo Clinic and was in a hotel fire, which is a whole other story. <laughs> Why did you have your voice changed? Because I, I, I had throat surgery. Why did you have throat surgery? Because I was going to die. Oh. <laughs> Literally. Well, that's no good. I was going to die, and I had throat surgery. You think I'm kidding? What I'm not. What did they do? If I told you, you wouldn't believe it. I had. No, I, I really would. I went to... See... <laughs> What year did, did Saturday Night Fever come out? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what year this was, because I remember going to see this movie. Uh, it was when I was uh, 16 or 17. Okay, let me let me look. Saturday Night Fever. Let me look that up here on the Wikipedia site. Saturday. I, think I only was, know I think that was, because I think it was 77. I was hanging out at Michael's in the time machine. I think it was 77. Saturday Night Fever, F-E-V-E-R. Saturday Night Fever, 1977, American dance, dance drama film. Okay. Yeah, that's about right. 1977, I was right out of I was out of my bachelor's degree. I was out of SIU Edwardsville. I was going to school full time, working on my master's degree, which is a waste of time and money. Oh my now god! As I look back, move on. And I was working full time at the old KSLQ. And one night, I had an attack when I was on the air, and the Clayton Police or Clayton Fire Department had to take me out. In an ambulance, and they couldn't get the gurney in the in the elevator. We're on the third floor. They had to turn the gurney on its end, and then they—I mean, a whole weird story. So, I kept getting worse and worse and worse. And my doctor at the time told me he did not want to see me anymore. He was an ENT, did not want to see me anymore because of the fact that he said, "quote My malpractice insurance is already too high." So here I have a doctor, and a couple times I ended up in the hospital. And that's sort of a funny story. I ended up in a hospital. I had a stalker at the time. I wasn't married. I had a stalker at the time who showed up at my hospital bed one day, which was sort of weird. Here I'm in the hospital, like, you know, like was in his hospital for like a week, and she showed up like, I think, twice that week, which is sort of weird. She was some lady listening to me on the air. So my mother, after I get very sick, and at one point in time, I was, I was living by myself in an apartment, and my mom actually told me, you're going to move back in with us. I go, no, I'm not. 
and she's told me. She, <laughs> I still remember this like it was yesterday. She looked at me and she says, you need to go to the Mayo Clinic. And I go, what? She goes, you need to go to the Mayo Clinic. I go, you just can't just go to the Mayo Clinic. She goes, yeah, you can. Call them and find out. So the next day I called and I said, you know, I got this problem. And they go, when can you be here? So, and here's the interesting part. That was the first time I was 20, I can't remember how old it was. The first time I ever flew in a plane. I flew in a DC-9 from St. Louis to Rochester, Minnesota. It was the middle of winter, and I went to the Mayo Clinic. And what's interesting about the Mayo Clinic, they still do it this way. When you show up at the Mayo Clinic, and if you, whatever it is, if you've got like a foot that's got a problem, they don't care what your problem is. You go through three days of tests. They give you every single test in the world. They test this, they test that, they take x-rays, now they take MRI, all this kind of stuff. And then, and the very last appointment you have is the doctor who ultimately can help you. And he sits down with me and he says, okay, we can help you. We have to have surgery. He says, reschedule the surgery or schedule the surgery. So I scheduled the surgery like a month in advance and I got real sick and I couldn't go. And I, I was back in the hospital again and, and literally in the hospital for like a week and I called canceled surgery. This happened three times I rescheduled my surgery. And then finally I went. So my mom and I drove up to Rochester, Minnesota in the winter. Okay. How was that for you? It was, it was, it was, it was actually not bad. Was Was it like yesterday? No, no. Coming back was, was a little bit worse than going up there. So that night, and keep in mind, my mom was always afraid that I was in my apartment. She was afraid, the, first off, she was afraid that the swinging singles are going to get me because about a month after I moved into my apartment, the St. Louis Magazine came out with the number one swinging singles apartment complexes in St. Louis, and I lived there. But yet, my building, I was a 12-unit building. I was the only single guy in it, but they were all married people. And above me lived Nut and Bolt, who are another whole story. So anyway... Um, we drive up there, and my mom was always afraid that someone in my apartment building was going to be smoked. She was always talking about, somebody in your apartment building is going to be smoking their cigarette, and they're in bed, and it's going to catch on fire, and you're going to die because you sleep so soundly. So at 5 o'clock in the morning, we're in this hotel, high-rise hotel. We're on like the 19th floor of this high-rise hotel in downtown Rochester, Minnesota. And I start hearing what sounds like chainsaws. And I'm going, what the hell is that? At 5 o'clock in the morning, these guys out chopping down trees? We're in downtown Rochester, Minnesota. So then I start smelling stuff, like something burning. So I go to the window, and I look down, and the building was sort of set back from this from the street, but there was like a three-story building underneath us. And here are firefighters on the roof of the building we're in, cutting holes in the roof with, with, you know, co- with concrete saws, and there are flames shooting up out of the roof. I'm going, I think we need to leave. So I go over, and keep in mind, I'm the one that woke up, and my mom's in the bed next to me, you know, and I go over and I go, Mom, wake up. The building's on fire. And I still remember to this day, her eyes snapped open. You know how like when you wake up somebody in the middle of the night, their yeah, eyes snap yeah. open like that? And she says, leave me alone. I'm going back to sleep. I go, Mom, get dressed. The building's on fire. She goes, no, it's not. I go, yes, it is. So by this time, there's smoke coming into our room, okay? And we're on like the, I don't know, 18th, 19th floor or something like that. So, and it's like February. It's like today. It's like 10 degrees outside. So I said, let's get dressed and let's put on our winter clothes and let's get out. So we go to the door and it's just about ready to open the door. And I hear this boom, 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 boom on the door. And I go, hello. And I hear this. And I go, I can't understand what you're saying. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm going, I have no idea what what person was saying. It was a firefighter and he has oxygen mask on and he finally pulls it away and he says, open the door, get down on your hands and knees and crawl to your left. So we open the door. Here's Joe firefighter with the tank. Smoke rolls into the building, into our room. 
my mom and my mom and I are crawling down the floor of this hotel to a stairwell. We get down to the stairwell, and the stairwell is packed with people coming down, and are right above. And most of these people are going to the Mayo Clinic to have surgery that day. Because, uh-huh. you know, you go to the Mayo Clinic, you can stay in a hotel, you have a surgery. You know, we, this was on a Monday. We drove over there on a Sunday. They were, everybody's having surgery on Monday. Some poor guy, a couple flights of steps up above us, is having a heart attack in the stairwell. And most of the people are, like, in their underwear. So we get down to the bottom of the stairwell. The door opens, and we're outside in Rochester, Minnesota in February. And it's cold, and it's snowing, and most of the people are in their underwear. And my mom and dad have, my mom, me and my mom have our winter coats on. We're fully dressed. And we go outside, and the whole front of the building is on fire. The whole front the of the building. The building is on fire. <laughs> the whole hotel on fire. Long story made short, some guy that they fired the night before came back and started a fire and almost burnt the entire hotel down. So that's my that's my Rochester, Minnesota story, and that's my. Okay, I want to circle back. What exactly was wrong with you that you had to get fixed? I can't tell you. If I told you, you wouldn't believe me. But I had your tonsils. So so I had I I had the surgery. We show up at the hospital, had the surgery, and I said I said, well, mom, where are you going to stay? And the nurse says, says she says, were you in the Holiday Inn? This was this nice Holiday Inn downtown, and we go, yeah. And, and and the nurse says, we'll take care of your mom. Don't worry about it. You know where my mom stayed for two nights? Where? In a hospital room. Well, <laughs> they, that was sweet. Because they had so many people that canceled their surgeries because of the fire. They uh-huh. had all these empty hospital beds that they had already scheduled. So my mom stayed in a hospital bed for, in a, you know, on a, on, a, on a floor in a hospital for two nights while I had my surgery. So, and then I, I was in recovery for like two days and like after like a couple of days, I was like, I get a step down room. And then finally, like on a Friday, we drove home. So that's my, that's my story. Rochester, Minnesota. How, yeah, but didn't you almost get fired? No, 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 no. That was a whole thing because when I came back, I, my voice had totally changed. Nobody recognized me. I'll tell that's the rest of that story. So Ted Smith, my boss, my boss called me and was laughing his butt off because of the fact that that I I went back on the air. This was on Friday. I went back on the air on Sunday. It was my first day back on the air on Sunday, and my boss called me up and he's laughing his butt off and he says, "You're not going to believe it, but Ted, who was our general manager, just called and just chewed me out." And he, I go, why'd you get chewed out? He says, because he was listening to the radio. He's listening to the station, and he heard a new guy on the air, and I'm supposed to approve all new hires. And, the, and my boss, I think it was Joel Denver, my boss at the time, and he goes, he says, Ted, that's not that's not new guy. That's Brad. And Ted was this Englishman. He had this accent like that. And he says, yeah, that's not bloody Brad. I know what bloody Brad sounds like. And he got mad at Joel because he insisted that it wasn't me. It was some new guy they hired because my voice had totally changed. How's that for weird? That that is kind of weird, but I'm so glad you shared that. That's weird. That was a good story. No, it's a weird story. It's strange. Well, everything in your life is weird, Brad, but it was still good. <laughs> it's it, it's it, good weird. It's good weird. Me being a in a hotel fire in Rochester, Minnesota. But you saved your mother's life. <laughs> well, what's so funny is for years after that, she'd always say things like, "I can't," you know, "You live in that apartment," you, and she still talk, kept talking about that. Somebody's going to be smoking in their bed, and their place is going to. I go, Mom. Remember Rochester, Minnesota? Remember the we're in a hotel fire? I'm the one that woke up, and you wouldn't wake up. I couldn't get you out of bed. And she goes, well, that was different. Okay, right. That's different. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Aw. 729. Yep.